Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hello, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark. We're trying to get our stuff situated here. That's one thing about the Double Dropkick Show that I've always loved is... We situate, situate each other's stuff. <laughs> I don't think we need to go there. Uh, we leave in the mistakes. Like, we're not a polished podcast. We want to give We want to give hope. You, you can't polish a turd. No, you cannot. Now, we were having an interesting conversation um, about Mark and I are both middle-aged and crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're at a stage in life where we both agreed we need a hobby. Like, he had not talked to me. I had not talked to him. We start talking. Mark says, man, I need a hobby. And I'm like, man, I need a hobby, too. So we start talking about hobby options <laughs> what is a hobby mm-hmm. and i said we should hit record on this and because most of our audience are people like us mm-hmm. who may be facing the same midlife crisis whatever you want to call it yeah i don't think it's a midlife crisis i think it's because i think that's a negative that that's has a true, bad connotation true, I, don't, I think to have a to be at a place in life where you say you know i need to I need something to I, that's not sitting around watching TV. It's not, you know what I mean. I need something that's not uh, collecting expensive whiskey, right? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying. Something right. that's not self-destructive. Yeah, it's all. It was like yeah. we were both really thinking. You know, um, you know, what are some things we can do to better ourselves? So, like in the last week, like I had, you know, okay, I'm gonna get NBA league pass and watch a little more basketball. And I have last mm-hmm. couple of nights. And then I thought, you know what? I don't have a gaming system. Maybe I, and, and maybe I need to read more. And you had a good, you had a good statement that I, that basically kind of stipulated to you what a hobby is. And you said anything where you're sitting in a chair mm-hmm. inside your house mm-hmm. doesn't count. You want something that gets you out of the house. Can you expound on that thought a little bit for our audience? Yeah, I mean, I don't like whether you're sitting and reading a book or playing a video game or or watching NFL or watching NBA or watching wrestling or whatever you're doing, reading comic books. If Like if you're sitting in a chair, you're still just sitting in a chair. Your body's not moving and your joints are getting seized up. You know what I mean? Right. So you need something to get you – off your ass and on your feet and out the door. I mean, I think that's what I'm talking about. Now, I would say, would you say sitting sitting in a chair by a pond fishing? Would be <laughs> yeah, I get. Well, I guess yeah, that, that's a good. But I see what you're saying. I'm not trying to like. No, I think if you're, but there's more to fishing than right. Then you're not that, sitting a lot. Yeah, you're not just sitting in a chair. I mean, there's there's the. You know, you get out. You gotta get. You gotta get there. You gotta drive there. You gotta walk there. You gotta bait your hook. You gotta cast it. I mean, you just, you know, you're doing something. Yeah. There was a um, 
I don't know if you watched the show House of Cards. No. Um, and I'm glad I didn't. Cause, I got you. Because um, just the reason I don't watch a lot of shows is because they always start off good and then they fizzle out. And I'm given to understand because of the lead actor's um, off-screen antics, that show fizzled out, correct? Um, yes, a, a little bit. It definitely – one of the things the, – the only reason I bring it up is through the first couple of seasons – Kevin Spacey's character changes hobbies. Like the first season, he's playing like Call of Duty online every night. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a job promotion and he can't, not allowed to play online games anymore. So then he starts mm -hmm. doing um, the row machine, starts doing the row machine. And then he can't do that anymore. And then he starts doing little miniatures <laughs> where he's like painting the, and he does, uh, not a panorama, but it's like a little um, playset. Yeah, it's, like a little, like, like a diorama. Is yeah, that what yeah. They call but it? it's yeah, like yeah. the, it's like a huge one with all the little soldiers, and he buys uh -huh. them and he paints them and he's making them. And I thought about that at one time, getting like and you know building a platform, putting a train on it, and yes, doing that. But that's such like I, I, I don't know. I, I get it's why. expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah, and it's a like I'm. I don't have that eye for detail. To do that kind of thing, I don't have the patience to do that kind of thing. I'm did, a I'm a wrecking ball. Did you ever go to uh, Rusty Teasley's house? His dad had a train room that he, he had to train. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. When I was, I don't think I did. I regret that um, I didn't ask Mister Randy to let me go in there and play with that. Like it was a really cool setup, you know. Right. And um, yeah. So there's such, I don't know that I want my identity to be train set guy. <laughs> there's a whole. Like you got to buy that conductor's cap. <laughs> you know his dad had one, right? I mean, he had to. Maybe he did. I don't know. He had know. to have the conductor's hat. Uh, you know who's you know who's really into trains? Who's that? And so much so that he bought part of the Lionel Train Company is Neil Young. Really? Mm -hmm. You ever been on a train? I mean, not like uh, like a big cross country type thing. No, I've I've, I've obviously ridden the train at. Dollywood, and I've ridden the oh, train. Right, right. I, I rode the train around Disney World. I priced, you know. um, I rode the train from Greensboro to New York City, and I've priced going across country just to see. Yeah, because you can buy like a first class cabin. I mean, it's it's a lot more expensive than it used to be. Yeah, it is. It's pretty crazy. But I remember looking that up because um, it drops you off like at uh, Penn Station, right? If you get on the Amtrak yeah. here in Clemson, you can drop off in Penn Station. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, we had a friend that lived uh, that we knew from Denton, and she would take the train down here. And uh, I think we had a girl. I think one of our friends from Pennsylvania took the train down here yeah. to visit us. Um, back to so, so Mark and I are, we're just thinking out loud of possible hobbies, and so I think the goal is you know when you listen to this. Um, you know whether you know you saw the post on Facebook or wherever. We want to hear your legal, your legal hobbies. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I mean, like I I collected for a long time. Obviously, I collected action figures and stuff. Yeah. but I've almost. I mean, I, I only have very few left. I mean, right. I sold them all. 
because the price was too good not to. Yeah, you know, and I had to. I, it was it was one of those things. I mean, I weighed that for like a month selling the, those things to that guy because I'd spent so much energy and time and putting that collection together. And but it was just the it was the right time to declutter my life a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't want to. Right. I don't, I don't want anything that's going to clutter my life up. Yeah. It's going to clutter my house up. Right. That's going to cost me tons of that's one reason i took we talk, i quit collecting action figures yeah. i logged in they were doing uh, three faces of foley on a uh, ringside collectibles special edition three faces of foley and i thought he comes around and signs a lot mm-hmm. so that would be a cool piece yeah to get signed right so i log in i was going to order it and it was like a hundred bucks for this three three wow. three figures with the package in and i just said no yeah that's it. I'm not paying that much. Those, uh, the company that did, I forget who it is, the, the Bruiser Brody, the mm-hmm. Stan Hansen, the Kerry Von Eric, Luthez, and it was, uh, Vern Magnum T.I. Magnum T.I. Yeah, Magnum T.I. So they did that. That was their first wave. And those figures were like $50 a piece. Yeah. I just, no. Yeah. No. I'm sure somebody will give you that. Right. But it's not going to be me. Right. I'm not paying $50 for a, to- for a toy. Right. Sit on a shelf. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of the beginning of the end of that for me. The price is, once the price point reaches where it's it's I don't see how people do it. Yeah. I don't like I don't understand these people that buy every single figure that how I don't get how they do that. I don't know where people that you know, I know people that have hundreds of Funko Pops. Yeah. And if you keep them in the box, it just takes up so much space. They take up a lot of space. You take yours out, and like they take a lot of space. Yeah, I mean, they, you're talking about a top of a bookshelf and then a shelf on a bookshelf, and they're like I can't even really enjoy them. Like I thought about the other day, my non-Batman ones are just on a shelf, mm-hmm. and I want I just I need to kind of get a rotation going where I'm seeing different ones right. from time to time. Uh, but the figures you're talking about, those Bruiser Brody figures, that line, those boxes now super sweet, super nice, but yeah. they're huge. Uh-huh. And it would take up, I mean, a lot of people, um, the the figures that come on a hanging card, they they hang them on their wall. Right. And um, but I'm an out of the box. Collector. Right. So I was I, I opened my stuff because I just I thought why I will I watched Toy Story two. Yeah. Toys are meant to be out of the box. That's right. Um, and and be honest. Be honest. Mm-hmm. Just as I hope I walk in my office one day and this is happening, you wanted to walk into that your room and them guys be wrestling. Oh, yeah. I wanted the Hulkster to be delivering a leg drop to, to the Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, I that would, that would be – I hope the next Toy Story is Funko Pops. And where you, when you leave that they're all yeah. copy. I copyright that idea. Mm-hmm. At ten twenty one a.m. in the year of our Lord, I copyright that idea. There you go. Um, I feel like we've been talking. We're no closer to determining a hobby for either one of us. I didn't expect to figure it out today. I mean, oh I, no, you know, I, it was just like somebody was asking me the other day. Do you? I work with a, a lot of. You're also around a lot of younger. Yes, people. over eighteen, but yeah, but not not thirty. Right. You know what I mean. Kind of between that, I work with a lot of 
lot of kids that age, and you do you do too. And uh, just the somebody said, uh, "Hey, did you did you ever watch any of those Hannah Montana movies growing up?" And I said, "I'm 48 years old. <laughs> like I I was already grown up, right? Before they started making Hannah Montana movies, yeah, like, really." Like, you know, just this this kind of disconnect that happens. And when you hear about, like, demographics where they market things to men who are, are that 18 to, what is it, 34, and then 34 to whatever, we're out of that those demographics now. And I, yeah. and I never, like, I understand it. Yeah. I understand yes. why we're out of it now. I didn't at the right. time because I was like, you know, I think when I'm, like, 50, I'm probably still going to. Um, want to buy all the DVDs that come out every week, right? And I sold all my DVDs because I didn't want them cluttering up my life anymore. And now they don't even sell. No, you get hard. Walmart to find is not. Walmart and Best Buy are no longer selling digital media. Coming up, you can still buy DVDs at Walmart. And I don't know for how long. Oh well, I don't know for how long. Maybe they were talking about video games that they're not going to sell. Huh. They're not going to sell physical digital media video games. Well, they've anymore. been wanting to do that for a long time. Right. Because they don't like the secondary video game market. Um, they want you to have to buy, you know, if you want to play the new Spider-Man game, you have to buy the Spider-Man game. Dude, that'll and, put. And, and not buy it a year later at half price from off the secondary market where they don't make any money off of it. That'll put GameStop out of business. Uh, yeah, I think they'll figure out a way to. I mean, you can already, if you go into a GameStop, you see um, they got a lot more um, Funko Pops and, right. and t shirts than they do video games. How much longer do you think the Funko Pop thing will be? I think they're already dumping them in landfills. Yes, that's what I'm hearing. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think it's over. Yeah, there, there have been a couple that I saw at the store mm-hmm. four years ago, four or five years ago, kind of when they were first becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you see them, oh, 15 bucks, and now you see them like hundred, hundred going for a hundred bucks. It's crazy. Yeah, I have a few that sell for. I've had, I've got a uh, Walter and the Dude from Big Lebowski. Yeah, I got the first Ultimate Warrior and the first Macho Man oh, nice. Savage that they put out, and those are I don't I don't know about now, but at one time those were yeah seventy five hundred bucks. Yeah, um, I tell you, if you the action figures you know are, have flooded the market. Now. Yeah, so if you this is just a tip, if you're mm-hmm. looking to buy action figures to resell several years from now, now is not the time to do it. Right. The time to do it will be the generation that comes out after this next wave that comes out. That's the ones that will be worth something. Because what happened was during the pandemic, people started paying a lot of money for a lot of these figures. Right. And they re-released, like the Ultimate Editions on a lot of them were selling for like 200 bucks a piece on eBay. So they went in and re-released a lot of them. And now... Because there was such a demand for action figures, they made too many, which yeah. is why you can find them everywhere that you go. That's why Ollie's has. Right. That's why Ollie's pick. now has so many of them. So there's an overabundance of them now. So they will correct that over the next several generations and yeah. it, it'll level back out. Right. But just like they overproduced, 
there will be one line where they underproduce. Right. And there will be a demand for those, which is why you used to see there was a series of elites that was Harley Ray, Steve Austin, mm-hmm. Jake Roberts, and I can't remember who the Rick other Rude? one was. Rick Rude was Rick Rude. I don't. I really I don't remember yeah. who the next was. But those sold for like two hundred dollars a piece for a while. Then they just recently re-released those. So now they're they're not sold for anything. So there will be a generation of elites and and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and right. Star Wars and all that. There's going to be a generation of them. A couple of releases from now. Yeah, that, w- that will be worth a lot of money. They're just so. I remember, I was a GI Joe collector. Mm-hmm. The first set of GI Joes when the first comic came out, which I which I have, not in good shape. Um, I believe there were there were less than ten, mm-hmm. and you had. <clears throat> you had the Cobra Trooper. Mm-hmm. You had to order. You had to send your proof of purchase in to get Cobra Commander, hmm. and uh, did that. But as far as GI Joes, there were maybe eight. So you're talking about a whole line of figures that's ten or less. There may have been one. The tank. You could get the tank, and you could get the Jeep. Those came with figures, and that was it. That was about it. Maybe one other thing. And it was like, after that, mm-hmm. it just exploded. Right. And you go from having, okay, you get these 10, you got them all. Right. Well, now you got to get 20. Right. And then you got to get 25. And then it just, ca- and the yeah. same thing with the, same thing with like Marvel figures. It's like. Star Wars. The, Star uh, Wars 2. The yeah. original, remember the promise of the figure with the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Are worth the thing that they gave people to say, you ordered these figures. Here's a cardboard picture of those figures. You'll, they'll be coming. Is worth more than the figures. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Because I mean, it's cardboard. So I, so I wanted to kind of come back around. You you have dealt uh, you, you know you do have an eBay yeah. thing. Is that something that could be a hobby or that? It is, but like it it turns into it's also work. Yeah, man. like that's that's work, dude. Right. Like that's uh like when I'm really like hardcore going, and I don't I'm not right now. Right. I'm not posting a lot of high end stuff right now, but when I am, like a typical day would would be. Like it's after lunchtime when I'm t- I'm done taking pictures and posting, mm-hmm. and then stuff starts selling. So then I'm up at like four thirty or five in the morning, and boxing stuff up, and getting stuff ready, and I do that till like nine. Yeah, nine, and because the post office here opens at nine o'clock, right? Um, and I try to I would try to be there when it opened, um, and then I, I would kind of be done for the day. But you have to go home, and there's you have to go look for stuff. I mean, it's not like it's just. I have like a lot of the stuff was things that I have yeah. that I have, but I would also like have to hit, go to thrift stores. Right. So I would go to the post office and then I would hit the thrift shops and kind of see what you could find. But now the thrift stores are in on the grift. Right. Um, so when you go to Goodwill, if they have anything of any value, they typically put it up on their site to be auctioned off. Cause they said, why are we, you know, you know, 
giving this money? Why are we giving this to somebody who can turn around and sell it for $50 right. when we can just put it up on our own website and auction it off for $50? Yeah. I can't blame them for that. They're a capitalist right. company. You know? Don't believe for a second that, it, that you're cheating goodwill out of anything. Right, um, right. It's not a place for um, lower-income people to go buy clothes. It's a, it's a place to train people to work. Right. That's what I mean. That's what goodwill is. Yeah. You're not cheating anybody on anything, but I don't believe that anyway. And I, I don't believe there's a point. I don't believe it is your responsibility to educate a seller on what they have. Right. But I do think there's a monetary value where you take it. You could take advantage of somebody. Right. I mean, if I if, you, if somebody's selling something at a yard sale. Mm-hmm. For a dollar, and I know that I can sell it for four hundred, and they didn't do their research on Correct. that. I don't think that it's unethical for me to buy it from them for a dollar and go home and sell it for four hundred. I I don't think no, not at because all because they chose to have a yard sale. Right. They pick their price point. I research everything I sell. Yeah, I find out what they're selling for. I use multiple websites to do yeah. that. So I don't think it's my responsibility to. But if you had uh, something at your house, yeah. And I saw it and said, hey, man, I'll give you $20 for that. And I think that's wrong. So I would never do it. You know what I mean? To say, I'll give you 20 bucks for that Funko Pop when I know for a fact right. that I can go home and, and sell it. I think that would be wrong. But if but if I'm um, but again, if I'm selling it at a yard sale. Yeah, if you said, hey, Mark, I'll sell you all my Funko Pops for 100 bucks. Yeah. And there's one in there that I know I can sell for five. That's on you. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I'm curious. No, I don't think that's a hobby. That's yeah. An, that's a second secondary form of income for me. Yeah. And I enjoy that. I like doing it. But I, I like doing it because I'm in control. I paid for my last vacation. Yeah. With eBay money. Yeah. Um, it didn't really cost me anything out of pocket and yeah. now I'm kind of taking a little break from it. I am. Um, I think that like for me, I, I go to the gym multiple times a week and then for some people that's a hobby, mm-hmm. but that I don't, I've never looked at that as a hobby. Right. I've always looked at that as I need to do this to get healthy. Right. Um, now we did talk about something like jujitsu Right. Or martial arts or something like that. Um, it's something that you do one hour a week on Wednesday night. Is that a hobby? I'm not saying it's not a hobby. Right. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. But I don't know, man. Like, it's so... But you talk well, back to the demographics. There's just... Yeah. Like, I don't... Not a lot of things excite me anymore. Now, this is going to sound... Terrible, what I'm about to say. So last week, um, I don't work at a church anymore. Right. I, um, I visit churches for for a couple of my jobs, do stuff like that. I love, I love church stuff, and I feel like even more now, like I'm trying to figure out in my head how to, like I wish. I loved church this much when I worked at a church. I didn't dislike church. Right. I just have a brand new appreciation of it. So last week, um, um, went to church on Sunday. Uh, went to went to like Bible study Wednesday night. 
Thursday night, we had a home group at my neighbor's. Mm -hmm. So I went to the home group, had dinner, sat around, talked about the Bible. Then on Friday morning, the same neighbor had, had breakfast with him, had accountability. We're reading a book together. Right. And um, so it was like during the week, there were like three or four things that were church related. And uh, those were all like really good things. Like I was around people and got it got me out of the house. And I was and so as we've been talking, I'm like, church should not be a hobby. Like you should not view church as a hobby. Mm hmm. But there are things about church activities and being with people that can feel part of that void that mm -hmm. you're getting out of your house, that it is it's good for your health. It's good for your it's good for your mental health. It's um, I you know, um, the church I'm attending now, like they have a small group that's just fishing. Yeah. Like they just have a group of guys that go fishing once or twice a month together. Mm -hmm. And so there's things like that where you're doing it in community. And I think that's. As I'm thinking about all the hobbies I mentioned earlier, where it's watching basketball, playing video games, or read, like those are all very solitary. And that's important. I think we do need solitary time in our lives. But there's a part of me that wants this to be a communal mm -hmm. hobby. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some people that are in a kickball league or pickleball or, um, you know, some people play pickup basketball. Not that old yet. No, I'm I, too young to be. I'm too old to be playing pickup basketball, and, but I ain't old enough to play pickleball yet. Right, that's how I feel too. <clears throat> what about um, golf? I thought I'm about. Not, I'm not good at it. I'm not, I'm not either. Um, and if you're playing, I, I I've played golf a few times. Right. Do you have clubs? I had a set and I uh -huh. sold them. Uh huh. Like everything else, I sold yeah. them. Yeah. Um, if you play with somebody who knows how to play and you don't, it's it's not fun. It's not fun right. for either of you. Right. But if you're with somebody where you together lose 50 balls, it's a lot of fun. Right. You know, like I used to play with a, a friend of mine and um, and we would go to Walmart and get one of those big blue bags full of recovered balls. Yeah. And by the end, we would have like five or six balls left because right. we were just both terrible. Yeah. You know, and that was fun. I yeah. enjoyed it because you're just out there cutting up, laughing. Right. You know, but I have, I also went and played with a guy that knew what he was doing one time and it was not fun for either of us. When, during COVID, I lived about a mile from a golf course. I remember that. I was playing three, three nights a week because mm -hmm. we weren't having church activities. I wasn't, you know, we didn't have regular uh, work office hours. And it was really good because I could get out there by myself. It wasn't crowded. I could take my time. And I was really thinking about the game. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, I'm getting my mind off of things. Mm -hmm. But – and this will lead into a question. I was I was looking at ways to improve. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm curious if in your mind – the hobby that we're looking for at our age, we we want it to improve us, help us be better a little bit. Is that is that any consideration for you? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I want something that um that doesn't involve sitting in front of a screen. Yeah, I mean a hundred percent. I don't. I right. don't want that. I, you know. 
That's a big thing. I just I want something where I'm not sitting in front of a screen. I don't got my phone in my pocket. There's no electronics involved. Yeah. I mean, so I had some you know, talking to a, another dude, and he was saying, "Man, I thought about getting a drone." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, but I mean, like, what am I going to do with a drone? Right. You know, I'll right. Three hundred, three hundred fifty, four hundred bucks for something, and what am I going? What am I going to do with this drone? Yeah. You know." Uh, Cause you get a drone to film footage that you then have to edit, right? See, I think for a long time, uh, going to wrestling shows, videoing wrestling shows, editing the wrestling shows, doing the commentary—that was a really good hobby. Mm-hmm. It was, but again, it Can was I, a little bit like work too. Uh, well, that and and I. I, you and I, if nothing, we're not completely honest right. with one another. Right. I don't think you'll mind me saying this. Right. Because I, I've said it privately. Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say. That when that became a situation where that was taking you away from doing, I think that took over your life. No, you're right. Where it, where it was unhealthy. Yes. Where there were there were responsibilities that you were like I made the decision. To not do that. Right. Because it was taking me away from my, my nephew who was right. like growing up. Yeah. And come to my house on the weekends and I was kind of missing out on that. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think you've mentioned the church thing and yeah. you wish you cared. I've told you. Yeah. And do you care if I, you no. can edit this out if you No, don't. no, no, no. Let's, yeah, no, this is good. That if you spent as much time. Right. Doing what God put you on earth to do. Right. If you spent as much time and energy and cared about that as much as you do about this independent wrestling stuff, right. you could you could have you could change your community. Right. No. I'm and very I, and I still that. believe that. Yeah. And then we've talked about this too. And I love it because you're doing that now and I don't see you as much. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So like selfishly I go. Man, I wish Heath was around. You right. Know, and I wish I could hang out with Heath more. But you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I, and yeah. you are making a positive impact on your community like I knew that you would. And I, so I think this played a part in that, too. Because of Karen's illness, I, I needed an escape. Mm-hmm. And during that season of life. And, it, and you, you know, you're looking at a two year, three year season of life where it did, it, it really did consume me because I was, I was trying to escape mm-hmm. and, Oh yeah, no doubt. And, um, you know, I could make it, you know, I could make excuses. And I've told, I've told several people that, um, you know, there were a lot of reasons that I don't feel like, um, I was uh, as effective as I could have been, um, in, in, in my ministry at the time. And what's exciting for me now, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get it off, you know, is like uh, pre- preachy or whatever, but like you going to church. Say like, whatever you want to say. This no, is our I'm, show. but I'm like, it's, it's exciting for me to like, when I, when I go to like, I will go to an early service at like what I consider my church. And then I'll go pick Drake up, and I'm like, we'll go wherever he wants to go. Whatever church he wants to go to, we'll go to that church. And But 
the church that I go to, I'm like, hey, what? I mean, like even last week, I'm like, hey, how do I become a greeter? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, you know, I'm not here every Sunday because I travel. I just want to be a greeter. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten to be a greeter before. And they're like, and um, or, or hey, oh man, I like to work a camera. What I mean, I'm just like, oh man, I could just do all this stuff, not be in charge of it. Right. And that was a question I wanted to ask yeah. you. Because you said earlier that you get to go to church now and you you go to this small group and you go to this yeah. Bible study and how how fulfilled that you are and how you wish that when you were involved that you were do you think that you feel that way because nobody's looking at you and saying you're the leader of this? Like you just get to be a part you know what does that make sense? You see what I'm trying to ask? Like you get to go be an active participant. You don't have to be the one who's driving and organizing and leading it all. Here's what I think. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. Uh, I've, I And I'm glad you asked that question because I have been trying in my mind to formulate um, – to like to be able to sit down with a pastor and explain to them what's different about me. Mm-hmm. When I, when you're in it, when you're in charge and you're you're doing the ministry, you're preaching, you're whatever, and and you're there to to quote unquote work. Mm-hmm. I think in my mind, I thought everybody was there because they had they felt like they had to be there. Hmm. And I, I didn't understand. What I understand now is I legitimately enjoy going to church. Mm-hmm. I could sleep in every – there's not a Sunday. Since I quit working in a church, mm-hmm. there's not a Sunday that, I have, that I've missed. Mm-hmm. I overslept one Sunday, freaked me. I mean, I, when I say overslept, it was 8.30. <laughs> freaked out. <clears throat> so many – even just just within ten miles of where I live, <clears throat> there's churches with eight thirty service, ten thirty service, eleven eleven thirty service. I legit like people ask me like like the other week, man. I went to I went to two services on Sunday morning. I was in North Carolina. Went to two services Sunday morning. Drove home. We had a youth thing. People are like, why? I legitimately enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And when I was in charge of it, I didn't realize. That people legitimately enjoyed it. Hmm. I thought, man, they're just. I, <laughs> they're here out of a sense of purpose. There's I, or they're, obligation. There's here out of a sense of. I don't want them to be here out of a sense. I want them to be here because they're passionate right. and they're called. You want them to want to be there. I want them to want to be there, but I I want them to want to be there. But there was something in my own. Don't like what I please. What I'm saying, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, that's why I don't like church and Christian. This is a Heath thing. This is not a church thing. I'm I'm speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. That in my brain, listen, in my brain, when I wake up, I don't think anybody likes me. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I would be interesting when I would go the most likable person I know. That's why every day, like, I'm trying to get people to like me because I start from a place of like these people don't like me. I'm the most annoying person I know. 
So you and I wake up every day and go, everybody likes me. What can I do to run them off? <laughs> Why do these people want to be around me? Why do these people like, why is he over here talking to me? Is that, that's yeah. not how I feel about you. No, 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 right. No, 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 no. But there are some times when I go, like I have sent every, Indication to this person that I'm not interested in having a conversation <laughs> right. with them, and they still persist in trying to have a con- and, and and I don't I like it. It's just the difference between you and I. I, if I thought that I were intentionally or unintentionally sending a signal to someone that made them feel like I did not want to talk to them, I would physically vomit and poop blood really that, that right like you you have that much of a desire to be liked because i think everybody hey i i don't That's think anybody so likes me that is so crazy man even though yeah it, it is something i'm working so i say all that to say i just to be clear though there are people that find you incredibly annoying i'm sure Oh yeah, <laughs> like, no I, doubt there are people that find you incredibly annoying. That the, the, I guarantee you, there's several people that go, God, "Here he comes, he's going to say it." Yeah, yeah, and I, <laughs> you know, that's it's got to be true. So I, the people that I suspect that of, uh-huh. I use the George Costanza mes- uh, method. I'm going to keep it short. I'm leaving on a high note. Yeah. Like I even I because I just watched you know that just in the last month or two that episode of Seinfeld was like gotta leave on a high note yeah and and then somebody and then uh, he was trying to leave a meeting on a high note and then somebody yeah. topped him and he had to stay yeah. he couldn't leave but I again I say all that like I legitimately enjoy going to church legitimate I, I think part of it is that I'm not in charge I don't have to but you know what I'm thinking right now like I went to home group and I'm like you know what. Everybody here is married, and that's great. And I, dude, everybody was amazing. I didn't know any of these people except my yeah. neighbors, who I've known you know twenty something years. And so had great conversation. It was awesome. And um, but I'm like, man, you know, everybody's here is married, which doesn't bother me. But I bet you there's some middle aged people. Mm-hmm. Who are single again, divorced or widowed or widowers or whatever. And if you could get them all in one group, you might have your pick. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought, like, is there a group for people like that? Not not people. I know there's a group for like people in their 20s who are single mm-hmm. and that they go hiking and they go. But like, is there a group for people who are like me who they're not looking? We're not. This is Maybe our hobby should become sitting around trying to figure out what our hobbies could be. <laughs> That's our new hobby is talking about how we need to get a hobby, but not ever actually getting one. We should write a show about it. That's right. You could do a whole show um, about it. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And I know for a lot of people, they probably wouldn't consider church their hobby, but it is a, it's a very healthy outlet for them now there's a lot of people yeah. church is a, a very unhealthy outlet mm-hmm. for yeah. them oh. oh yeah we've all seen them in yeah. the news <laughs> <laughs> um listen if you and i really want to impact lives and make money we need to start a cult 
Yeah, somebody told me one time I'd make a good cult leader. I, dude, together, together, mm-hmm. we could build the perfect cult. Yeah. Because you, you, cause we got the whole good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Because everybody wants to be accepted. They come in, you're just mean to them and just kind of reject them. You're not good enough for our cult. And then I pull them off to the side, and like, you know, he. Don't worry about it. He doesn't really mean that. You yeah. you really do fit in. I mean, we really, we really do want you. And, you know, you can, you know, you may just have to give a little more than you've been, That's you right. know, thinking. Now you come with me and send your wife with him. <laughs> Ultimately, when you like, when you look at almost every cult in existence, it always comes down to the cult leader seems to be having having relations with every female member of the cult. That seemed to be David Koresh's. It's a lot of them, man. If you look into them, man, a lot of them are about that that control and 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 those sexual relationships, man. You're definitely you're right with Koresh. That was a big So wait part a minute. Why do you get to be that one? Why can't you send them with me? I mean, we you can listen to <laughs> Our cult is falling apart already. We can't even agree this is on why, that. This is why they're not dual cult leaders. <laughs> this is why there's always a cult. You don't hear about, boy, these two people started a cult. It's always one guy that starts the cult. So for this to really be successful, you're going to have to brainwash me or I'm going to have to brain. One of us is going to have to convince the other to let the other one be in charge. Maybe one of us already has. You know, this podcast used to make money. It did. It really did. We, we really need to get back to that. I have people all the time, man. They want the, they want the, they want uh some more Patreon stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's nice. I mean, you know, but there's an obligation there. Yeah, a little bit. You know, and I don't like that obligation. You're welcome to do it. I yeah. mean, it's up to you if that's what you. I mean, we could probably talk about this off the air, but that's fine. If people want to do that, because they seem to be there for your content anyway. And if that's something you want to spend your time and energy on and have, give them access to you, that's fine. But I. Well, the reason I do that is I wake up thinking everybody hates me. So you have to put some, put some news out where you talk about people behind their backs and hide that's correct. That's right. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to do it. That's going to be. I mean, the first rule of our cult needs to be most of the. I mean, that's where everything's for, behind the paywall. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we would be stealing Scientology's gimmick. Yeah. Boy, ain't that the truth. <laughs> Everything's behind the paywall. So to sum it all up, uh, you and I, no idea what our hobbies are going to be. Although I'm, I'm starting to reconsider golf. Yeah. Starting to reconsider golf. And uh, I don't know that I could swing a club with my rotator cuff. Maybe my hobby needs to be going to the doctor and getting my rotator cuff repaired. 
Maybe that's a good start. It, for I, me. it would, <clears throat> it would, you know, your life would suck for about three months. Yeah. And then your life would be totally better. I think so. Yeah. I need to get that. I need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If when you reach a point, you can't raise your arms up over your head. That's a probably a pretty good indicator. It might be time to go to the doctor. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. How are we going to make that a requirement for the cult if you can't do it yourself? That's true. Can you lift your arms above your head? No. Then you can't be. You can't be a part of our cult. You can't be a part of our cult. That needs to be like one of our. I think today we're going to go someplace and have lunch, and I want to do some people watching. It's like, are we still going to the same? I, yes, 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 yes. You just don't want to say it. No, because I want to go there today, and I want us to look at people and decide if we would let them in our cult or not. Uh, and these are people we probably know. Are we going to have to eat with these people? We can get it to go. Or we can eat there. Yeah. I'm hoping we'll eat there and my dad will come sit with us. Yeah. That's so. the whole point is the interaction with you and my dad. Why is that? I just. Is your mom going to be there? Mark. Hey, <laughs> you been. How'd you. You know. Yeah. That's what I want to see. How's your family? Yeah. I was wondering because I, I had. You were talking about church and whatnot and i had this thought this morning that if your mom was there that i know she's gonna ask me where i go to church at and i'm gonna have to have this i'm pretty sure my parents know you uh, <clears throat> don't uh, hey we're gonna be a mile from my house you can i can take you man it would probably do my mom good to see you do you think oh she's not gonna be at the at the thing no no no, okay. no, no. she actually she's been she hadn't been feeling good so probably okay. don't need to go see her Okay, but we'll pass. I'll make sure we pass the farm on the way to our. I pass that farm quite a bit. Yeah, Mole Meadow Acres. Is that right? Mole Meadow Farms. Mole Meadow Farms. Yeah, there's a really nice pecan grove. Past it, right past your your parents' place. Yeah, I always I like that. I like that piece of property a lot. I think it. it, I think somebody, within my lifetime, somebody it's changed hands. I'm sure it has. So, but, uh, so the goal today, support a local cause, mm -hmm. get some good food, and... Your dad's cooking the barbecue? Yes, yes. He always does. Really? Whole hog, or... Um, I think so, maybe. Boston butt, we'll see. I don't think, I may, yeah, I don't know what their deal is. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Yeah, he really enjoys doing that, <clears throat> and uh, and and then we get to decide who's in the, our cult or not. Yeah, and man. maybe on the drive, figure out hobbies. I don't think I think it's going to be a while on this hobby thing. Yeah, it might be a lot of trial and error. I'm gonna have to try a few things out. I think when I leave here today, we're going to I'm going to the sportsman's warehouse. Yeah, have a look around, see if anything strikes my fancy. Have you ever have you ever been hunt? I've never been hunting. That does when not was appeal kid, to me. Yeah, when I was a kid, um, I'm just kind of like, you know, Ron White had a bit about it, and I've always kind of felt that way. I, like I listen, if it's something that you enjoy doing, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have an issue with people who do it. Yeah, but like I watch a lot of people really. Do a lot of posing with an with an animal that's not that elusive, <laughs> you know. And I just, 
Like I got a buddy who's up on a mountain bear hunting today. Yeah. That's impressive. Yes. You know, on foot, chasing a bear around with a dog. And, you know, so there's some danger. There's an element of danger involved in that. But if you can, any, any animal that, my wife killed a couple of them. Right. You know, and she never had to get out of her car. <laughs> so no it's just never really appealed to me right i think for me if someone said hey we're gonna go deer hunting Mm -hmm. but this is the one we got a tracker on it Uh this is the one deer you're looking for Mm -hmm. and so you're not just again i am please i have friends that hunt yeah not not. trying to disparage anyone i believe it's a wonderful hobby people stock their freezers it's i don't like deer meat that's one reason uh, that's one of the main reasons i don't hunt i don't uh, i don't care for venison the um like the back straps and the tenderloin is is pretty good but for the most part i I don't i don't care for the yeah i just don't like it interesting that's interesting and now I know somebody's going to tell me I ain't had it cooked right. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> what if, I, you know, I watch a lot of these cooking videos. I wonder if that would be a good hobby. Because now, dude, there there's some things. I saw a dude cook like a macaroni and cheese. And I've just been thinking about that probably for three days. If I want to, that looked really good. I want to try that. Yeah, like. I guess cooking is a I, – I do – we cook. My my problem is cooking is wrapped up for me with another bad hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, it was never about – Cooking. Cooking as, as much as it was drinking yeah. while I was cooking. Yeah. Um, so now that I quit drinking – I find myself not wanting to stand in the kitchen from 2.30 to 9.30 at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a whole lot it's it was way. a whole lot easier when I had a cooler of beer there. And see, I, I, um, my cooking, I'm just trying to cook as efficiently and quickly as possible. Right. And I'm kind of there now. Like, as I've entered into a... I, I mean, you know, I, I don't get off on it, but I mean, as as I've tried to sober up, yeah, um, I've I'm the same way. Yeah, I just want it to be done, like, or I want it to be. I don't mind taking a while to cook. I just want to put it in a pot and let it boil for six hours. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm cooking uh, like great northern beans with smoked turkey legs, and so like I kind of did the first half last night. Uh-huh. I'll finish them up. Tonight I put them back on the boil to finish them up, so they've been soaking in the good, soaking up the good uh, stock all night long. So, Interesting. Yeah, but I'm like you. I want it just to be done. Yeah. And I don't want to spend. I did like generally start it, like sometimes ten thirty in the morning, cooking supper. Yeah, I would start cooking supper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't really cooking supper, but I would. You, you were know, in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, when my wife would leave for work at at ten thirty, like ten forty five, you would hear. Psh! So just to be <laughs> that was how I spent most Friday. Just to be clear mm-hmm. to our listeners, you and I are trying to find positive things. Yes. To re- to fill voids that are in our lives 
Mm-hmm. Because we're we're trying to be healthier. Correct. And so now we have this time. It's really a time void mm-hmm. of things we're not doing anymore. Yes. That. And that is a lot. I mean, you know, I used to drink a lot. That was a. That was probably my hobby for the past fifteen years. Let me tell you, and I, you know. I remember one time, and you've told me this more than once, you had a schedule. Oh, yeah. You had a pattern. Uh-huh. It was like, impre- it was like you had it down to I a was, science. Yeah, yeah. I'm, high, I'm very high functioning. Yeah. They would say. Yeah. Um, and I, I never drove. Right. I never, I mean, I was just, I knew I had a schedule. Yeah. I knew what I was going to do, what days I was going to do it on. What time I was going to start, you know, when I would wrap it up. Yeah. And I did that for like 15 years. And your brain, so your brain was like planning. Yeah. Most, most, a lot of my time and energy went into (laughs) planning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there would be days when I would cut things short just so I could get home and get started. You know what I mean? If I would be somewhere. Yeah. I'd be like, man, I gotta. Get, you probably heard me say I gotta get home. Would that be yeah. why? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But it also, is. too, I mean, um, work schedules have changed mm-hmm. in your household, right? And that's right, affected right. Yeah, some of wife, that too. My wife, uh, I don't think that affected the the drink. No, no, no. What yeah, I'm yeah. saying is your schedule. Um, there were days where you guys would take off. Oh, no doubt. You'd have yeah, the yeah, same yeah. days off, and you don't have the same days off all yeah, the time she anymore. Yeah, she got a promotion a couple of months back, and it's changed some. It's changed some of our some of our stuff that we do. But, yeah, I mean that's that's life. You know, we still get a lot of time to hang out together. You know. Yeah, I think you know <laughs> when we started this podcast, it was very. It was a hey, wrestling we grew up with, and then we kind of expanded. And I said, "We, you know, we're just talking." I was like, "Man, we should hit record on this." She's like, "Man, what, what in the world?" And I, I feel like there are so many people like you and I. Mm-hmm. I may have said this at the beginning, and they're just trying to like we're in a different phase of life. Mm-hmm. And if you're like in your late forties and you're married. There's a part of you, you're trying to figure out how to make make it count and make it work. Mm-hmm. Like you're at that time where there's a lot of people, if you've got kids, your kids are getting ready to leave the house, you're getting ready to be empty nesters, and you got you really got to decide if you want to stay married. I mean, there's a lot of people, they become empty nesters and get divorced mm-hmm. because the thing they had in common was raising their kids. Mm-hmm. And now they see that, and I, I mean, I definitely feel like marriage is worth fighting for 100%. And um, I, I said this to Mark earlier. I don't want to get a hobby. I don't want to get a singular hobby that if something relationally happened in my life in the next six months to a year, mm-hmm. that I got to give up this hobby. I want to find a hobby where a woman's like, oh, yeah, please go do that. Please go do that because that is good for you. It's healthy mm-hmm. for you. And it's not, it may take you time-wise away from me, but you need that. And I think that's a really healthy... That's why res- I, what do you think my wife said before I come over here? 
Yeah. I know this, what we do, and I wish we could do this more. I wish we could do this two, three times a week, mm-hmm. full yeah. time as a career. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Maybe we do need to start that Patreon back up. Patreon.com <laughs> slash, hey, it's still there. I mean, it's, it's uh, what's the word? Paused. Paused. On hold. On hold. Like my love life. Um <laughs> There's two meanings there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we want to hear from you. At least I do. Hey, what are what are some good hobbies, man, that um middle aged people are doing that aren't pickleball and are legal? Yeah, but I mean what kind of illegal hobbies would hey, yeah, I don't know. You know? Well, this one, that's a whole. This? That would be on. That would be behind the paywall. That yeah, that's episode. Right. That's right. What are the illegal hobbies we would consider? <laughs> I can tell you one. Oh gosh, what save it for just a few minutes? Um. Anyway, hey. Uh, if you're looking for a hobby, if you're looking for a purpose and meaning in life, you are not alone at this stage. Because that's where we're at. But as always, our next episode, we got some good wrestling good wrestling ideas we're going to talk about today. And uh, we're going to have a good day, man. We're going to eat some good food. We're gonna, I'm going to do some laundry in between episodes. And uh, it's going to be a great day hanging out with my good friend, Mr. Mark. So uh, for the Double Dropkick Show, I... I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.